comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! Hello, you are now on a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on the Fox television series 24 and its new mini-season, Live Another Day. I am mail clerk Aaron Newworth, writer for WhySoBlue.com and host of the film podcast, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And with me, we have, also from WhySoBlue.com and the NapTown nerd, Special Agent Brandon Peters. Hello, I'm on the hunt for Special Agent Maxwell Haddad. Yes, unfortunately, our senior director, Maxwell Haddad, is not, he was called away to a special mission this week. He sends his regrets of not being able to be here to discuss Day 9, Episode 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., but uh, we're going to go on without him. We can uh, assure you that because he's not here, the world is probably a safer place for what he's doing instead. That's very much true. By the way, the events of this podcast occur in real time. Um, so, with that out of the way, yes, we are talking about Day 9, Episode 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. imaginative episode title that is yeah uh let's see what before we like get what's this episode about let's go with that first what's the what's what's the ba- what's the basic beats of this episode brandon all right an unlikely duo forces to forestall an impending attack the terrorist reveals her demands the president orders a military lockdown but it may be too late you know it's funny we mentioned unlikely duo last week and i think we all assumed to be kate and jack but it wasn't really that this week was it no. Yeah, it was, uh, we'll get to that, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I was a bit surprised on what Jack was up to this week versus what everyone else was doing, because... We... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Let's see, a few announcements before we get, like, into the show here, uh, the main show. Uh, we do have our iTunes feed, and with that, we'd love to get some uh, reviews and ratings for the show. It help, help it would help other people find the show, it'd help our show out, and, ten, and you know, general, like, hey, it's more popular because you guys voted on it, or, you know, sent a review our way. So, um, you know, if you could... If, you, if you're already a subscribed to iTunes or if you're listening on HHWLOD and want to subscribe, subscribe to iTunes, you can do that. And it'd be really helpful if you uh, chipped in and uh, added a little re- reviewer rating. We've got a couple already, which is cool, but uh, we can always use more. Please. And, um, we haven't really talked. to read them. Yeah for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'd have to be read them on the show as well. Do we have any news on 24? I haven't really looked into this lately. Have you read anything in terms of. No, like- I, I, the only things I, I've read make it, it sound like this is the, the last hurrah, but I. I don't know. It seems to be doing quite well. So yeah, that's the weird thing. It's like it's a, it's kind of a mix of like the ratings are strong. They keep, it keeps winning Monday nights, but at the same time, there hasn't been an announcement of anything else following up this season of of twenty four. Maybe they're just keeping safe. But when they announced the season, it sounded like it was back as an event show for the foreseeable future, barring it doing well. And then now they're they're kind of like, well, we wanted to have an appropriate send off. I feel like Keeper's got it in him to do this till he's not. <laughs> He's not able to. Or, but, you know, I could see him passing the torch to it, you know, keep 24 intact and with a, a new character. True, but I think Jack Power says Jack like, is, yeah. I mean, could you imagine if, I mean, back when they were going into season two, they had all sorts of ideas. Like, they were going to keep the same cast, but do a whole other story using the 24-hour clock. Because they didn't know if, you know, should we keep just doing terrorist attacks and stuff like that. I think there was, like, wasn't there, like, an Old West idea that they were, that was one of the, like, pondered things. 
What do you and mean? Then, what do you hold well, on? What do you mean? <laughs> well, like t- telling the twenty-four hour story within like an old west setting. I think was something I read about. I'd love to see a di- like a like a old timey like r- like a pocket watch like come out as that's ticking away the seconds as like a commercial break. <laughs> the sundial. <laughs> well, that that'd be the that'd be the epic yeah. Roman version of twenty-four. True. There's also wild ideas that like season three they were trying to get the rights to the Da Vinci Code. And they were gonna, they were trying to do that. Which, if you, if you've read the Da Vinci Code, it reads very much like Twenty Four, the book. But um, that was one thing that they couldn't get the rights to, and I think they were just wanting to make a movie based off that. But they would have altered it to fit Jack Bauer. Um, but yeah, that was an idea too. There's some interesting canned ideas, but um, I don't know. I, I I'd like to see them. I'm liking this season so far quite a bit. Um, they want to continue. I will have no qualms. For sure, yeah, and uh, I and I guess because um, since Tim Crane went back to you know making a new season of Heroes, I guess we won't get getting the the touch reunion that I know everybody's been wanting. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who's excited about Heroes? I'm sure if you there are. Please leave us a review on iTunes. I'm, I'm sure there are people excited about here. We're like so far off topic, but I mean, because I, <laughs> but um. This is kind of fun, though. Uh, <laughs> debating the future of 24 based on just random ideas that they might have. Oh, I'm not even halfway through the season, and we're debating the future. The future yeah. of 24. <laughs> season 9. Hmm. Will it keep going? I don't know. I, you know, I can I can see this being it. I can see it keep... I, I feel like... I don't feel any finality to this season at all. It just feels like another... Well, unless Jack rides off to, like, the sunset with Audrey and, like... With a, like a with a with a, with a pardon in his hand, like running away. Yeah. yeah, it's it's feeling very in tone and similar to like season seven, kind of to me, where it's just you know another chapter in the story. You know, you don't feel like it's you know completely re- rebooted. It's just you know here's the next the next chapter of a of you know a bigger story. It doesn't feel like it's the end at all. I don't know. I'm just yeah, we'll see. I guess see where it goes. Yeah. I mean... I mean, if, if they off Jack Bauer in the final episode, then I guess it's done. Unless we have the Chloe O'Brien Chronicles, <clears throat> or um, like a return of Ghost Tony. <laughs> hey, I would, I would, I would dig some Tony coming back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, wouldn't that be a bit the, the Tony Aaron Pierce Chronicles and <laughs> a, starts out with Aaron Pierce breaking him out of maximum security prison. That would yeah. be awesome. All right, so with all that said, let's get into the actual show then. Um, so yeah, it's 3 p.m. Let's do this. Uh, we start off. Jack's just been taken into custody. Kate has him. The um, was it the FBI? Mm-hmm. The FBI. The FBI. Yeah, but they, they were not pleased with Kate. Let's put it that. Let's just go. With, let's go there. They were not pleased with Kate taking control of the situation. And then we get to like Jack's like in the elevator. He's being taken down, and he's kind of Kate and him are kind of in on what's going on, and she, and um, they make up that the the flight key was not like like it. It was like a fit. You're like they didn't have the flight key, right? They, it, well, it was lost in the expl the, the explosion. There, the, the breach. Yeah, all the the breach that they were. Yeah, and so like and so like Jack pretends to get like super angry and all that, and then like Kate sneaks away and well, she walks away and and she's got Chloe in the in her ear, and they're the ones that begin to work together and yes. explain that it's like all right now we can I gotta like get this flight key information over to you and then we can get this all up. Um, meanwhile, Simone's getting patched up still. With her finger and all that nonsense from last week, while Margot's getting the plan set in motion to get the drones all geared up, we get back to Chloe, who gets all the information from the flight key, and then she's able to decrypt the um, 
information on it with Adrian, and who who is in fact responsible for finding the override key, override code. So yeah, Adrian finds the override code. Um, Chloe tells Kate. Kate Kate tells Navarro, or she tells Jordan, right? She tells Jordan. He yeah, tells Navarro, yep. and he's like, "All right, I gotta, I'm gonna be putting my ass on the line here." <laughs> Jordan's such a friend zone guy. He's like, "Ah, oh, okay." Yeah. And uh, so Navarro calls up. He talks to Heller. Heller gets the news, and he demands that all the drones get grounded right away. Um, right. With all that said, Margot speeds up her plans, and she still gets six of the drones ready to go and, like, to attack London. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is set up this episode. Did, did you think, uh, this is the first time ever, and it just hit me right when the scene happened, but I sort of got a different vibe from Colin Salmon. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe he's a multi person. Oh, Colin Salmon? Yeah, I'm like, you know, he's... To us, he's Colin Salmon, man. It's, that's awesome. He was all, he was uh, in consideration for James Bond at one point. You know, we know who Colin Salmon is, but he's that big name actor that maybe not a lot of general audiences know the name. So you could you cast him because hey, maybe he's not on the side of good. But I just got that vibe when he made that call about them. Maybe it's just a facial gesture he made. I don't, you know, I think in the end of things he's probably not, but I, I kind of got a hint. No, it's funny. You, uh, I didn't think about that at the time, but you bringing that up makes a lot of sense to me just because it is an actor like Colin Salmon who is not like, not one that everyone recognizes necessarily, but it's similar to that Michael Wincott situation where you have an actor who has somewhat of a, you know, established filmography and, you know, yeah. is known for playing certain types. Not that he plays moles all the time or anything like that, but you would think that he might perhaps be more useful in the future rather than just being a guy that happens to be at the president's side the whole time. So, yeah, well, usually, but, you know, also, too, when you're filming in in Britain, um, he's usually at every audition, so that might be part of it. But I, I don't know. I just, I kind of like, I started questioning why did they cast Colin Salmon in this, really? You know, maybe, maybe not, but I just got that vibe when he made that call. Probably just me overthinking things, but that's part of the fun of watching 24. So, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, spoilers for our mole watch, I guess, at the end of the episode, but we might, uh, <laughs> might be able to get over to Colin Salmon. With that said, I think that you kind of feel the 12 episode-ness of this, epi- of this series season again with the whole president immediately grounds all the drones without like dig diving into the maybe we should uh, make sure this is all right or not before we this do this was, this is a weird hybrid because at the same time this episode moves it also feels very kind of bridge episode too because and only because it's 24 um because you know you got to go in real time so we have a whole episode of just stalemate if you think about progression with like action and plot and stuff but uh, well, you, you, a whole you, hour to you know, I'm, you know, we're not to the end of the episode yet, but a whole hour to just go, oh, okay, fine. But, yeah, yeah, you say that, and yeah, we will get to the end of the hour. But it does course, cook, but it does it cook, does, it books, it moves. It, it does, because I would not have expected the, um, what happens at the end to have happened in this episode, given, like, you know, yeah, what I know about 24. would have probably been two in a previous season of 24. Easily, yeah, but, like, people arrive in certain places far quicker than I would have imagined in, you know, previous seasons of 24. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I still can't say that like Michael Wincott, like Adrian, is you know completely good, but at the same time, he makes a good case for having a certain point of view of the situation and not seeming like a person that could potentially be a mole at this point. Just yeah, he's just in it for himself. Yeah, and he, his his privacy, his operation, something that he held true is being threatened, you know, to become public, and he's not down with that. He he doesn't he doesn't want to help the government. He doesn't want to. Yeah, it's that yeah. mixed with like pride and the alpha male nonsense. So like it's yeah. all of these things just make him like a character that's actually reacting in a natural sense. Yeah. A lot of I mean, 
for the most part, this episode is filled with characters acting in a fairly yes. natural way, which is something I really like about this episode, let alone this season, where as frustrating as things can be, the perspectives, when you put yourself in the perspective of a lot of these characters, it actually makes sense, even in the world of 24, which is obviously breakneck paste mixed with terrorist plots every second, second of the way. It's right. still, it's, it's giving you a good reason to not necessarily care about all these people, but at least understand where they're coming from. Yeah, their, their motivations are fully rounded and covered. I mean, it, it makes sense. You put your, and the actors are all, you know, buying into it too, which, which helps a lot. I mean, Adrian, you know, doesn't want that, you know, He's threatened by his operation, but at the same time, the guy, you might get hit with a drone yourself, buddy. So, you don't, you know, you don't know. But uh, yeah, the motivations are, are very established, clear, and well performed throughout it all. Yeah, for sure. And like, and I feel like we'll get into this more and more as we get more into the, you know, season. But I can understand, like, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't read too many, like, comments on the season of 24 so far. I've read some reviews, and which have mainly been positive, just like we generally have been, because I don't think we've really seen anything that's, terrible or anything like of or you know any any season eightness of this but um while it's not doing anything particularly new for the series beyond beyond like a location change and you know where allegiances lie it still feels like a good example of 24 like it yeah very much so and like if somebody if you know if people wanted like some you know complete new thing just because it's a return of 24 but they want something completely different they might not be getting that, but for fans of 24 that want to see more 24, I feel like it's, you know, being, being satisfied on that front. It's new and staying true to what it is. I mean, no, it's it's not branching off and being radically different. I mean, the, the biggest thing that's radically different is Jack isn't in any way working for the good guys to mm-hmm. start this out, but it's 24. That's the most important thing. I mean, and it's not in a sense where it's like trying to hit this checklist off. It's just naturally telling its story and it happens to be 24. So that's how it's going. So with that said, let's move on to the next uh, chunk of, of show here. We get back to Mark who up until this point, we kind of, you know, all been Tate Donovan's not been making the best of cases for himself, but this episode, while we learn more stuff later on about him, he does attempt to seek some forgiveness from Heller and Audrey for the way he jumped to conclusions about Jack and wanted to do things his way without anybody's knowledge. Um, which at the at this point in the episode was fine. Like I actually cared for what he was trying to do there. Like I can't say like Mark's a great guy now, but at the same time I was like, well, he did he did his effort. Yeah, uh, he had nowhere else to turn. Yeah, and it moved. I mean, we didn't. Well, luckily, like like we've said about the pacing, we didn't have to wait till halfway through the season. Well, we're almost halfway through this season. Yeah, we are. Yeah, halfway halfway through a a twelve or twenty four episode season, we're we're getting right to this stuff. Like you know. He's not going to sit and fight, fight and fight. He's he's ready to, you know, slowly admit he's at fault. So I'm just going to keep moving through this stuff because there's the, the second break's kind of short. So I'll just go to the third as well. So yeah, Mark Mark asks for forgiveness from Elrod Audrey. Uh, Kate's getting taken off the field basically because of that jerk FBI, whatever guy, <laughs> t- talking about how she took matters into her own hand. Yeah. Um, Margot sends her terrorist video, um, and she she throws out her demands, which are basically she wants the president to surrender himself to her or else the drones will attack London. Um, so that's there. Um, meanwhile, Adrian talks about how he wants out of the of the location they're in because, I mean, obviously they, they've helped the government at this point. Like, he's not happy with what they... They're, they're hot at this point. They, they probably need to move around. Uh, then we get back to Mark, who I was just praising to an extent, and he reveals that Margot's history involves a strike that occurred which killed a lot of innocent people, um, including children, and Mark was involved in covering that up, um, which very much upsets Heller. Because he would have voted differently against the, the drone control. Exactly. 
So and then we have Heller, who then goes to Jack for advice on what to do, um, and you know just meet up with Jack again. Jack wants to be put back in the field. He knows where a guy that can possibly deal with the situation. <laughs> Is that guy Michael Madsen again? I hope so. That'd be great, right? <laughs> or, 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 or Tony or Aaron Pierce. Uh, yes. Any of these surprises will be welcome, let alone others that we haven't considered yet. Heller denies this. Um, this act. Jack, Jack, uh, this is the first instance I think Jack gives his word in this season, unless I'm not unless I'm mistaken. Yep, maybe he'll turn himself in. I He's, think, well, he gave his word last week, too. When he, did I think he? What, was it? Yeah, when he was in his, you know, if you let me finish this, I give you my word. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should count that, too. I count the dammits in the episode, but I don't count the Jack gives his word thing, and I haven't counted that. <laughs> I haven't heard any pardons yet. So, um, But there I do like it when it says Jack gives his word, because he generally means it. Like, it's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack never mean, never does, he doesn't give that Jack light. sticks with his word. Yeah. But Heller says he has a lot of things to, to do his way, so, I mean, it's that, that's not happening for now. So we, we stay. So Jack stays locked up. Naveed, we get back to Naveed, who checks in on Simone. Um, he alerts her to the fact that he made their location traceable so if there is you know if the analysts were smart enough they could kind of figure out where the where the controls of the drones are coming from and in this moment he becomes one of the top five all-time dumbest characters in 24 history (laughs) (laughs) um and with that said jordan does in fact find the location and navarro gets he he takes that and and gets ready to go into the field in place of kate to uh you know find hopefully find said terrorists so, okay, that's a lot of information. Right? Yeah, Naveed, what a dummy. Like, I, I don't understand why he would go to her again. I mean, I think this was a, the script called for it and not so much the character motivations because we had to know. But, yeah, what an idiot. Like, I just, you just knew this wasn't going well with him when he talks to her. Like, I was just like, what are you doing? Just let your thing go. You know? I mean... Obviously, he's trying to do the right. Th- it makes me wonder how he got involved to begin with. Like, at what point was I guess? I, I guess like because of Simone, I guess. And, yeah. But at the same time, it's like clearly this dude's like not down. Like, with what's going on no. here? And I can't imagine him ever having been like, you know what, killing all these people seems like a good idea. Like, I don't know where that conversation ever came up before. He's like, actually, killing these people doesn't seem like a good idea. We get the impression that he was down with this until it actually happened. Yeah, like that, that's the impression we get, and then you know, all of a sudden she's you know part of the plan. Simone's got to sleep with some dude, and now he's just like, no, I'm I'm not doing this no more. And you know, maybe his judgment was clouded by his you know, a, you know, his loyalty to his wife. But his wife has been anything but loyal to him that yeah. we've seen. And I just, I just, this one of the, this this scene was probably one of the weakest moments of the entire season for me. It didn't tear away the episode because I understood its purpose, but at the same time, there could have been a more clever way to display that he was trying to double-cross with the video encoding. I guess. I feel like because of where we end up with Naveed at the end of this episode, I can forgive that because I do think the actor's performance was affecting, uh, mm-hmm. which made me you know, forgive kind of the, uh, the approach to how to deal with this character that was likely not going to live long in the show anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. True. Um... Moving back a bit, Mark covered up some bad things, and so like right right away, it's like, geez, like this guy, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to like like this guy or not, or at least like, be supportive of what his decisions or not. He's just he doesn't seem like it's don't things like seem like things are going to end well for his character at the end. He's of not going to end. He's either going to have some extremely redeeming self sacrifice moment, or he's going to get it and we're going to applaud. Like that's about that's about what's left with Mark here. I. I or he's just, I don't know, he's a weasel. 
we usually see something or other happen to them. I think Peter McNichol's the only weasel that really got off. Oh, Mike Novick, too. I mean, Mike Novick killed somebody, and we ended up cheering him on through his later seasons, but... Even some of, like, the directors of CTU, um, yeah, we kind of have more sympathies towards after they do certain things. Like, things switch around. But yeah, no, I agree with, with, with this Mark logic. With that said, Navarro, like, I was almost convinced that Navarro could have been in on things, too, but it um, looks like it's not going that way now, but... No, um, not really. Um, well, we're not... Tor- um- I'll have more to say We'll get that. there, but I do... Okay, I'll just yeah. say this. I like Benjamin Bratt um, getting into the field. I like that that was, like, the step he took. Yes, yeah. He's not just the stay-at-home head of FBI, yeah. CIA sure. person. So let's move on. Let's get to the next break here where Audrey comes in and visits Jack. First line said, you shouldn't be here, which I really liked. I thought that worked mm-hmm. quite well. That's a good way to... And so what I like about this scene in general, because it's a very... It's a devastating scene. Where you have yeah. these two people, you know, reuniting for the first time in years, and the well, it's looks uncomfortable. On, it does. It. The looks on their faces sell it. Like it's even if you weren't ever invested in the Audrey Jack relationship, even though that took up, you know, like three seasons essentially, which we talked about in previous episodes, you can feel a sense of like loss and regret and other emotions involving this relationship and who these two characters are. Which is, I mean, it's a good credit to the show and how it's been able to utilize some of these characters as much as you know it is an action-heavy, plot-heavy show. It does have good dramatic beats, and this is one of them for sure. Yeah, I felt kind of creepy to me a lot. Like I felt like I felt really bad for Audrey in it. It felt like that that girl who's like in love with some guy, and they were doing a bunch of heroin, and she finally got free from him, and then he shows up again, and she's a little weak in the knees to you know stick a needle in her arm again. That's what it kind of felt like to me, but it was very effective, and like I almost wasn't on Jack's side through it, you know, just because of how. Tim Raver's performance and how scared she was of him, like, you know, how much she had overcome to get over him and, and be away, but she still can't get away because she's tempted to go in the room and talk to him. Well, while it's not the, um, we're still, you know, well, with, we're, with us being in the 12-episode mode, we um, might have been able to skip some of the Audrey Freaks Out episodes, but with that said, she still isn't yeah. freaking out about things more than just kind of dealing yeah. with emotion she has, so that's good, because <laughs> I could I could do without kind of Audrey relapse episodes. Yeah, but, um, things are going to wind up fine between the two of them, whether they end up together or not. I, I have a feeling that Hatchet will be buried on whatever... Mm-hmm. Well, there's really no Jack and Audrey problems, it's just that things that have happened to Jack have affected Audrey because of their relationship. There was never anything, like, well, yeah, Jack ter- was never bad to her. It oh, was for just, sure, yeah. He but... got kidnapped by the Chinese, and then she went after him, and they got her and messed her up. That's, that's really all that happened. So, Papa Heller needs to blame the the Chinese. Yeah, moving on, actually moving back to Heller. Uh, Stephen Fry comes in, Prime Minister Stephen Fry comes back, um, and Heller explains the situation about the drones, to which Stephen Fry hilariously replies, how is this possible, Mr. President? Which made me kind of laugh, but was also like, oh, <laughs> that's adorable, the way he said that. <laughs> but yes. We get back to Kate, who's now doubting how easy it was to kind of trace the situation, um, which makes a ton of sense. And uh, uh, I was doubting it the minute they <laughs> they started heading there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've seen Silence of the Lambs and Speed and well, even, like, Saw 2. Well, I even, mean, even Season 8 of 24. We yes. get that kind of bait and switch, which is one of the best episodes of that season, which we've yes. talked about. And yeah. it, 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 at first, it made me worry that they're going to do the exact same thing again, which they didn't do. Like they didn't play with time, so I couldn't. I can't accuse no. them of doing that. And so I, instead, I do it. In fact, just I'm relieved that 
they're the terrorists are smarter than CIA is giving them credit for for the sake of this show, not because I right. want to root for terrorists to win out, but um, for the sake of the show, it didn't add to the drama because they're not you know where they say where they think they are. Uh, with that said, we get back to Navid, who is who his treachery has been discovered, and he is promptly beaten and taken away. With Margot initiating plans to take down the Americans. Getting into the end game of this episode, yeah, things are probably not going to be very good. And um, but I do like once again Kate's uh, Kate's resilience and uh, her steadfastness in keeping up what we've liked about her so far, which is that she, you know, is trying and not and not giving the benefit of the doubt to certain things while being a stickler for the details and others. Yes. Let's just move on to the end here, um, because there's not a ton, like this. This episode keeps Jack at bay for the entire episode, and it's still effective, I would say. But it's like mm-hmm. when you don't have Jack like running around town, there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> like, right, we, we've had actually two episodes of Jack just sitting in a room, pretty much. But even last week's episode was more. It intense. was intense. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did break in and run around, but then he got to sit. Well, he's been sitting in a chair a lot in the last hour and a half. We've seen him. Yeah. Not bad, but I mean, last week was intense chair sitting. This week sure. was detained chair sitting. Speaking of detained chair sitting, did, was ta- we didn't have Tanner this episode, but he was. It was said that he was released or at least exonerated, right? Exactly. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see him again. Well, if if something happens where drones are fired, but they can get control of them again, maybe they'll bring him in to pilot the one them man and save the that day. can pilot the drones. Yes. Star Wars is John Boyega. John Boyega. All right, so moving on. Um, Chloe, uh, she chooses to stay back at Open Cell. Much to, uh, Adrian does not approve of this. He tries to convince her to leave. He even tries to, you know, physically take her to leave. But Jack's guy, what's Jack's guy's name? I don't even know his name. You know his name? Jack's been, guy? I just been calling him Jack's guy. Yeah, his partner guy that was helping him out earlier on. He's kind of stuck around. I don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. Did he fire He's a, just sort of there. Yeah. Did he fire, what did he fire at the beginning? Like a bazooka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just call him Bazooka Joe. So Bazooka <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Bazooka Joe, he kind of defends Chloe against Adrian, and he uh, he he has some choice words for him. It's like I know men like you, and that kind of thing, which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but then Adrian's like, I love you, Chloe, and then he leaves. Which you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll see Wincott again. Oh yeah, uh, he's got to come back. Oh yeah, but um, so yeah, we get to the raid at the at the uh, what we thought is the kind of compound for Mark for the Alharazis. Where Navarro's leading through. It just looks far too big to be where they're hanging out. It really does, yeah. yeah. Or they're just really not taking advantage of their space. But um, Navarro leads in. It's a very handheld shot raid sequence, by the way. I noticed that. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that enough to write it in my notes. So it's like, well, clearly this stands out to me. But like, they pulled up in those SUVs and like, oh, this is all handheld Okay, I like this. Get us into the moment. We're, click, we're quickly informed by Kate um, that they're going into a trap. She figures things out pretty clear i think there's like something with ip addresses and they find out that the location's not the same as where it is um quick move quick movement on chloe and kate's part uh but uh, navarro and his team they're already inside they get noted of the the trap that they're heading into and they try to make it outside most of them kind of get outside but we then see that the drone a drone is heading towards the compound it fires a big rocket out then we get a giant explosion and then all the cameras cut away so we like lose communication of everybody and um that's that for that plan. Getting back to Margot real quick, we get we are down with her in the base. One of the they seem like the whole house that they're in seems like a giant basement that has more basements. Like that's the design of that place. It seems, but um, dungeon after dungeon, dungeon after dungeon. It's like a Zelda episode. But they get inside and down down in the down in the depths with Navid beaten and bruised and facing you know, his last moments where he pleads for his life. But that doesn't take. Simone comes down and uh, <laughs> Navid. Tries to convince Margo that she's on his side, but she does not. 
she does not uh, signal back that she is anyway wants to be with Naveed as opposed to her own mother. Margot looks at him, says some words, and shoots him point blank in the head, which they did not cut away from. I was, I was very no. surprised. They showed it straight up him get shot in the head with blood splattering That's in the back and everything. Where TV, this is where TV has come since yeah. 24 left the air. Yeah, there was no, no off-screen execution and uh, no silent clock because, come on, it's Naveed. It's Naveed. <laughs> that's, the know, of, that's the name of his CBS sitcom. Come on, it's Naveed. Coming come out. on, it's Naveed. Yeah. You know, I, I, where I thought this was going when Simone came downstairs, I thought she was going to stop her mother, like take the gun from her, and then shoot him herself. Oh, that would have been crazy. <laughs> uh, that's, where I thought, that's where I thought we were going with it. And that would have just been like, geez, Naveed, the last few hours of your life sucked. But um, <laughs> that's where I thought it was going, but... Still, they they did it. They I mean, they killed him, and they made us sit and wait and wait and wait and wait for it. I was like, is he going to get saved or something? Is that why this is taking so long, just to cap him? But, no, they did. They did his part, and I found the actor's name, Sasha Dwan. Um, I, I think he did a good job with his performance in this fi- these final kind of moments. No, of his it. performance was not has not been bad. I mean, like I said, my problem was with you know the script on that one scene. But, you know, it got conveyed. That's how they did it. I move on. I mean, I don't sit and harp like that. That three seconds in the episode just ruined it all for me. No, I'm not that type of person. I get that that's their motive for you know conveying information, and fine, I would have chose a different way. But I, you know, I'm not the writer. So. Yeah, I mean, it also comes like as a as much as we talk about how the tightness of a 12 episode season really helps things out. I, I can see how that could perhaps lessen the impact because you're trying to speed things up with the plot. And yeah. The only thing that makes me excited about this, well, I mean, there's plenty of things that make me excited about the rest of the season of 24, but given that if we're still only dealing with Margot, I do like that, you know, there's, there's more and more to what her plans seem to be and what, you know, what kind of, how much control she has over the situation, given that she's, you know, in different, they're in different locations than we thought they were. She has other people involved in the, in her plot that, that'll be potentially helping her out and whatnot. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of a lot of pieces to this puzzle. That I'm uh, sort of in suspense, just hoping that, that she is the villain. Yeah. Like I, I don't want them to go. Like she's so good, and I I really like like her as a villain, and to have a villain from episode one on just because she was introduced in episode one, right? At the like the end, yeah. The end, yeah. Or two, maybe. Uh, or two. Like, the, 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 first, end, the end of the first night. The end of the two-hour yeah. premiere, yes. Yeah, and I, I mean. I'm really maybe she has some big, you know, right hand man henchman or something. That's, but my, like that that's the, right. That's where I think it would be go if anywhere. Like if Jack yeah. gets out and his son. I mean, Jack obviously has to get out at some point. So if he's chasing after them and he becomes a, a constant nuisance, she might be like, I'm going to call in some of the big guns I've had just in case for these, you know, outlying scenarios that could cause a problem. So you get these other, you know, villains that could get in the way. But yeah, I like them. Again, we talked about this last week. Like I. When you're when you're chopping off your own daughter's fingers, it's like how do you up that? Like how is there a yeah. big, how is there a bigger bad guy to contend with? How do you get it more personal than she has it? And yeah. I just right now at this point, do we have enough time to introduce someone else and pass the torch to a, a, a bigger bad? I, I mean, I would be against the idea of a bigger bad. Would I say there's not enough time? No, because I mean, no, well, I, yeah, a lot I, of I, halfway through the still, season, a lot uh, of times the final four episodes of a season revealed someone new. But, yeah. Um. No, I just like it sticking like, with like her. If, like, I'm, like, um, if Mr. Al-Harazi happens to still be alive, which would yeah. be a horrible way to go, because then it's like, well, not only are we getting rid of our female villain, which is a cool thing for a show like 24, but we're also introducing like this superior man character. So it'd be like, well... Yeah, and, and where's the... Where, I mean, you wasted our time with this revenge thing, you know? Yeah, like, that, that's, that's for sure. It's, that wouldn't make any sense at all, really. 
Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm. Or maybe Colin. I'm digging Sam, her. Maybe Colin Salmon's just like super evil. <laughs> we don't even know. Exactly. Um, I just, yeah, I want it to be her. I'm so invested in the character and really enjoying every scene we have with her. So. Or, or, and this is just out of the box project, like theorizing. But uh, like like Adrian, since he has the flight key information, he because he's like, I'm gonna take the drones and bomb the government, like something. It's true, yeah, like crazy like that. Oh yeah, my god, like, that'd be crazy. I'd be I'd be ter- I feel terrible if I just ruined that because that's the actual thing. If that actually, you know, happens. that would be that'd be cool. I could I I would accept that. Like they catch her early on, but Adrian still got the flight key information. Yeah, and he goes to go they, on his they, own. they have the override code at this point. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> This is true. This is true. So yeah, I would that that would be one acceptable pass off. But yeah. Well, we'll see. I think we pretty much set our thoughts on the episode on the whole. But again, I think it's a it's a solid episode of twenty four. I would think I would say mm-hmm. maybe the second best of the season next to last week's episode, which I think was the best of these seasons so far. But, yeah, it's this season's really cooking. I, I I dig it for an episode that again has Jack in a room the whole time. I mean, it's uh with like very little action beyond like a giant explosion at the end. Very much so. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, the first three episodes of the season were, were good and stuff, but now, I mean, they're getting really good. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, everyone, I mean, all the, if the first three episodes were, you know, laying in the ingredients, now we're cooking. So yeah. <laughs> we can only hope that the desserts are just fine as well. I said desserts in just in reverse order, even though that wasn't the intention. <laughs> I was, that's, that's grammar play that I was having fun with. Um, let's, uh, let's move on. I think we, uh, we did our uh, who is the mole thought already because we're thinking, oh, Colin Salmon, maybe? Colin Salmon. Yeah, yeah, this week, Colin Salmon. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. It's fun. Like, we, I like having Maxwell on. I like, he's a part of the show. He's, he's, he's the, he's the, He's the you know the left quadrant of our triangle. That doesn't make any sense. He's the but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, he's a part of our show for sure. But him not being here, we've really wrapped this thing up pretty quickly. I would say. <laughs> yeah. 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 So hopefully we'll get Maxwell back next week. Let alone you know future potential guests that we've uh, we've talked about. But we'll see. Uh, with that said, though, what's happening next week, Brandon? Next week, tensions between Heller and Prime Minister Davies boil over and one of them decides to take matters into his own hands. Jack proposes a plan to locate Margot by using someone unexpected as his bait. Jordan raises suspicions about... Dun, dun, dun. Is that what it said? Yeah, made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, that's the end of the description. That's pretty funny. Oh, I just got a text from Maxwell. Yeah? He said that the episode will take place in real time. <laughs> it's a, you, like, fool me with these every week. <laughs> <laughs> Keep thinking like something's actually gonna happen. <laughs> All oh. right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, g- good. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. That is, um, we're, we're nearing the end of our transmission for this week. So, uh, feel free to email us at jcadventurecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter or both, um, j- at jcadventurecast and of course Facebook, facebook.com slash jcadventurecast. And, of course, check out our show and other shows on hhwled.com. That is where you can find this show, of course, as well as other fine podcasts about comics and games and movies and fun stuff like that. There's a show that I host called Out Now with Aaron and A, which is about movies. There's a show that Brandon Maxwell and I previously hosted called the Ichapod Crankcast, which is on about the series 24, uh, 24, about the series Sleepy Hollow, which, of course, will return in the fall and we'll be back to that. And then there's the Walking Dead TV podcast, another fun podcast all over there. And um, with that said, Brandon, where can people find more of your work? You can find my work at whysoblue.com and my blog at Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, where I do a lot of film retrospectives and such. I'll be next tackling the Planet of the Apes series, so if you like oh, to cool. go over and read 
It's a favorite franchise of mine, so I'm excited to write about it. And also, I'm on Twitter at VT Peters. I love to because like twenty like um, Planet of the Apes. That was like before there was Star Wars. Like that was the series. Still that was the franchise. There was, was the James franchise. Bond and Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So yeah, excited excited to read about that one because I like those. We might have to do a commentary for one of those movies. Oh heck yes! Uh, probably the first one that would make sense, I guess. Um, so with that said. Uh, oh, you can also find me at thecodeiszeke.com. That's my personal blog where I write my film reviews. Uh, Yseblue.com, I also write there as well. And um, at Aaron's PS4 on Twitter. Um, and with all that said, until next time, Brandon, you have a fun fact for us? I do. Only Jack Bauer can single-handedly start World War III between the Russians, Chinese, and United States over Audrey Reigns. Indeed he does. Or could. Or should. Who knows? Good night. <laughs>